Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. And we read about that resurrection, actually in all of the Gospels, but today from Matthew's Gospel. The angel said to the women, do not be afraid, for I know that you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He's not here. He is risen, just as he said. Come and see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples he is risen from the dead and is going ahead of you into Galilee. This is our text. I would invite you to turn to the sermon outline on page 7 in your order of service. Every sports fan has experienced it. The moment when you finally give in to the realization that the game is lost and there isn't going to be another one to follow. The season is over. The tournament run has ended. Both uh, Michigan State and, and University of Michigan basketball fans experienced that just a couple of weeks ago in the NCAA tournament. The uh, Tigers fans remember that feeling from the World Series in in 2012, from from last year's playoffs. And Lions fans, well, never mind. (laughs) We've also experienced that in, in many other ways, and frankly, many more serious ways during our lifetime. Whether that's something to do with our health, or of someone close to us, or maybe in a relationship, in our family, work-related. We know the terrible, horrible feeling of despair that washes over us when we finally have to admit to ourselves that the worst thing that could possibly happen has actually happened. So we can well imagine the disciples on Good Friday watching Jesus on the cross right up until the end. They must have have hoped that that he'd come down from that cross, that, that somehow he'd snatch victory from the jaws of defeat. They knew he could do it. They so desperately prayed that he would do it. He didn't. You wonder if if after his death, as as they were walking away from Calvary, if if they kept looking over their shoulder thinking that maybe, somehow, but no, that was Friday. Now it was Sunday. Almost two full days had passed. There was absolutely no doubt but that he was truly dead. Certainly no hope that he could be alive. Those who had loved and and followed Jesus must have been a jumble of emotions. Deep sorrow at having lost their friend and teacher paralyzing fear and wondering if they would be next, agonizing confusion 
What should we do now? Should we stay put? Or go back home? Or hide out somewhere? They were probably just starting to get a handle on the reality of their situation when they hear the news, Christ is risen. To use an expression that we hear today, I can imagine the first words out of their mouths being, say what? Is this a sick joke? An impossible dream? Or maybe it's the Romans or their own leaders trick to to get the disciples out into the open so they can arrest them. Say what? That's an expression of surprise and disbelief. An understandable response were it to have been on the lips of those women on that first Easter. The angel certainly recognized that as he invites the women to come and and see the place where he was laid. They're invited into the empty tomb to see for themselves. Now we have to understand, don't we, that the empty tomb does not prove the resurrection of Jesus. You, You can't prove it. You must accept it on faith. The tomb could have been empty for any number of reasons besides resurrection. And yet the fact of the empty tomb combined with the message of the angel was enough to convince the women. Slowly the realization begins to sink in that this might really be real. Do you remember what we're told? They hurried away from the tomb afraid yet filled with joy. You don't usually have those two words together. Afraid, yet filled with joy. Their surprise and doubt were giving way to faith and joy. They could hardly believe it. But they were beginning to. And in that moment, when fear turned to faith, no matter how tiny or tenuous, the say what of disbelief gives way to another response. The one we speak today when greeted with the Easter proclamation, Christ is risen, and we say what? He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. Faith and joy. But after the, the realization sets in that the resurrection is really true, Well, there needs to be a time of reflection. What does all this mean? In other words, so what? We know the so what for the disciples, what the resurrection of Jesus meant for them. It meant that their awful grief had had turned to incredible joy. It meant that their paralyzing fear had turned to bold faith. It meant that they were feeling an incredible peace. The peace that surpasses understanding. Which we cannot explain or understand, but which we can experience in such rich measure. That's what it meant to the disciples then. 
We also know what it means today. For the entire world and for everyone in it, if they will only accept it in faith. Christ is risen. So what? So this. God's wrath towards the evil that is so much a a part of this world and all of its inhabitants has been satisfied. Nobody in this world needs to fear God's punishment. Everybody in this world can come to him in faith. That's what. We also know the, the so what for our own lives. For the one who has faith in Jesus, Christ's resurrection means full and free forgiveness. Eternal life with our Lord in heaven. Blissful peace while we live on earth. And as we reflect on that so what, we can't help but grow in our appreciation for God's love and Christ's sacrifice. And that prompts the next and and final question, now what? What's our reaction with emphasis on the action part of that word? What action will we take in response to the the glorious announcement of our Lord's resurrection? I mean, don't we feel compelled to do more than than just say hallelujah? More than to to simply reflect on, on what a great thing this is for us individually? Don't we also want to react to this, to act on this? Well, if so, our gospel reading for today gives us some help in answering the now what question. After being invited by the angel to come and see, do you remember what the next thing was the angel said to them? Go and tell. Go quickly and tell his disciples he's risen from the dead and is going ahead of you into Galilee. And as they went to do that, Jesus appears to them and repeats the command. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee. There they will see me. It's just as if Jesus wants to make sure that they get it. Well, they had because they were already on their way as instructed by the angel. But this was too big a deal. Too important an announcement to take any chance that that the women might keep it to themselves. So Jesus repeats the command and then he does it again. 40 days later, when he's talking to his disciples, the setting is on a mountain in Galilee just before he returned to heaven. And there he repeated the go command. And what we know is the great commission, go and make disciples of all nations. The words from, from both of these passages in Matthew 28 speak of actions that we take in response to the news of our Lord's resurrection. Now, I know we'll do the first command. We will go. We're not going to sit here all day, are we? But the second one, to tell, to make disciples, 
Well, that is not guaranteed to happen, and it isn't automatic. In fact, it's pretty easy to put that off, isn't it? I know a thing or two about procrastination, about putting things off. Um, Is there anybody else here who didn't get their outdoor Christmas lights taken off until about a week ago? Well, I had... I had a reason, or an excuse. It was pretty cold this winter, wasn't it? And, and there was lots of snow, and, and, and then, well, I got busy doing other things, and before I knew it, it was about nine days before Easter. Now, it's a little bit embarrassing to tell you. I've told you more embarrassing things than that, but it's a little bit embarrassing to, to, to uh, tell you. Does anybody have their lights still up, by the way? <laughs> But isn't that also the way it can go with Jesus' command to go and, and to tell? We mean to do it. We plan to do it. Sometimes we even start to do it and then we get interrupted. We get delayed or, or sidetracked or something. But that's not so likely to happen if we can remember the answers to the three questions that that we're posing in response to the angel of the message that Christ is risen. Christ is risen, say what? Say hallelujah! So what? So peace and joy are ours. And now what? Now we go and we tell And we make disciples in Jesus' name. Amen. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah.